This episode of Things Cooks Know is sponsored by Open Account, a podcast series created by Su Chen Pak and Umqua Bank. Open Account explores, through honest and sometimes comical interviews, our uncomfortable silence around money. Open Account is available now on iTunes. Welcome to Things Cooks Know, the weekly podcast where the professional cook, that's Sarah Kay, shares insider advice and secrets that the busy amateur cook, that's me, can use in her own kitchen. And today we're talking tacos. I think they're like the perfect dinner. Mm -hmm. They're super delicious and they're interesting. They're not your usual, you know, grilled chicken. But the other thing that makes them great is that they're modular. And I think there's been a lot of talk about modular dinners or modular meals over the last couple of years. Basically, that means that they can be adapted for all types of palates and all sorts of picky eaters. So particularly for families with kids who have ridiculous food proclivities, modular meals are kind of the best way to go if you can pull it off. So one of our good friends, Jenny Rosenstrock, who has her blog, Dinner, A Love Story, talks about them all the time. And even on Monday, Julia Moskin in the New York Times wrote about modular meals. She had some really great ideas, I thought. And and Katie Workman, who was our guest a while back when we were talking about this, and has the new book out, Dinner Solved. That's like another big point that she makes in that book is like how you can sort of make one thing and tweak it slightly to to please everybody in your family, even though that sometimes seems like an impossible task. I also think the good thing about those meals is that not only are you getting something that the kids will actually eat, but it's something you'll actually eat yeah. because I'm so sick of eating pasta with meat sauce. <laughs> like, you know, we don't have to go down to their level all no, the time. No, everyone can get along. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so, so we're talking tacos. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I love them. I could eat them, you know every night of the week and sometimes I do. It's actually one of the things that I love the most about the neighborhood that we, my family and I live in now. It's like Taco Central. And there are a lot of great little Mexican delis that have tiny little taco counters in the back. And it's kind of like the takeout that I get the most. So that makes me a little lazy about making my own. That's only that's maybe the only sad part. But every time I do make them, I wonder why I don't do it more. Because like you said, right now there are very few things, maybe other than pizza, that my <laughs> three-and-a-half-year-old and my husband and I can actually agree on around the table. As a side note to pizza, I was just thinking my mother, my stepkids and and my husband and I were visiting my parents this weekend and my mother hadn't tried pizza till she was 21 so I told them no yes so I told them the story I said yeah can you believe it that Suki has not did not try pizza till she was 21 years old and they're like why 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 and she's like I'm not going to tell you for five more years because it's just I don't want I don't want to I don't want to damage your brains and I said (laughs) why 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 so finally she told them and she told them that she thought thinks pizza looks like roadkill oh my god (laughs) So anyway, I'm a little worried about it from now on, but they were like, what's what's roadkill? Anyway, let's go back to tacos. Sorry. <laughs> let's start with taco no-nos, okay. if you have any. Speaking of my mother, when we grew up, as I've talked about my Stouffer, my Stouffer, frozen Stouffer kind of childhood, our tacos were clearly straight out of the old El Paso taco box. You'd have your taco seasoning. You'd yep. have your hard tacos. You never had soft tacos, tortillas. I didn't even know these existed. And... We had kind of all these fixings, ground beef, et cetera, kind of... Like the orange uh, shredded cheese. A hundred percent. Yeah. But then she always had cut up pickles, like dill Mm. pickles. And it's actually delicious. So when I make them now, there's always a dill pickle. But are there any kind of like ridiculous... Are there there any lines we shouldn't be crossing here? I know you're... 
are expecting me to send the taco toolies <laughs> to your mom's house, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I grew up on the hard shell tacos, too, and that sort of thing, and the, the ground beef with the taco seasoning. And I still totally crave that sometimes. And I think there's room for that. I often have taco seasoning in my pantry. <laughs> so nobody needs to beat themselves up if if they like those. And actually, I was going to say that your mom as strange as the chopped dill pickles might seem to you, is actually on to something kind of authentic. Um, I mean, I don't think it would be dill pickles, but very often true authentic Mexican tacos come with a pickled element. You know, pickled onions or there's a pickled jalapeno and carrot mix called escabeche, mm. which is like a total staple. So your mom was just kind of wow. doing her own she's, version she's of that. So, yeah, she's really so, um, she's so authentic. So, you know, there's there's a whole spectrum. And, and actually, I just got this um, incredible new book. If someone wants to get themselves a treat or, you know, a taco crazed person, it's worth checking out. It's called Tacopedia. And it's a taco encyclopedia. It basically shows that there are so many more kinds of quote unquote authentic tacos. I mean, fried tacos, stewed tacos, insect tacos. What? Yeah. Anything you what can think of mean? putting like literally inside. Fried, yeah. fried insects. Yeah. Okay. Then you can imagine. So, I mean, I guess my point is if the old El Paso hard shell yellow cheese taco is the only kind of taco you've ever had, it's probably time you expanded your horizons a little bit. Well, when we have them at home now, I always I do have other tortillas, but I do always serve this the hard shells and that's all I yeah. that's all I eat. So speaking of tortillas, should we start with that and just talk a little bit about there's so many not so many versions, but there are a number of versions. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the basic choice that you're going to make is are you going to have corn or are you going to have flour? Um, corn tortillas are sort of more traditional to, like, Mexican street-style tacos. And they're they're my favorite. I mean, I like their kind of earthy, nutty, sweet flavor. And they tend to be smaller. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's nice for, like, a nice little taco that you can finish in two or three bites. Right, because then you can do all the, you can mix your toppings up every time. Exactly. You're and you're not packing them full of too much stuff or Burritos. anything like that. Flour tortillas, which I know are so ubiquitous here, are really more popular in the U.S. and northern Mexico. It's kind of like a border thing. And, you know, like I said, they're not my favorite, but they do have their pluses. They're a little more flexible, more pliant. So if you want like a big taco or um, you want to wrap something, if you're making burritos and you want to wrap it up, it's better to use a flour tortilla. And if you're going to get them really cheesy, like melty, cheesy tacos. You might want to do flour because it can kind of stand up to that a little bit more. But it's a personal choice. And, you know, you can mix it up. (laughs) Well, and I think about whenever we run a taco recipe in Real Simple, and we always call for for corn tortillas Uh in our recipes. I would, from from what I can remember, it's pretty much always corn. And it always says, you know, 12 corn tortillas heated. Yes. Or warmed. And I'm always like, do we have to? Do we you have to? You know, I'm always trying to strip out steps I mean, and recipes. And I've have, been, I, everybody has insisted. You've oh. tasted it, right? I yeah, mean, I know. tasted a I cold know. corn tortilla yeah. versus, and, and also they break yeah. when they're they do. cold. Yeah. And it's not hard to, to warm them up. A couple ways to do it. You can, you know, I like to use my little cast iron skillet. I 
get the skillet hot mm-hmm. and then just really quickly flip one in and out. And you're just warming it until you're not you're not making it hard. You don't want to make it hard, actually. So you, you don't want to go so far that it really It kind of starts, yeah, toasting. Yeah. Um, you just want to soften it. Or another way to do it, same thing, take a stack, wrap them in damp paper towels, either pop them in the microwave wrapped in damp paper towels, and you're sort of steaming them soft. Or you can do the same thing, put that, if you don't have a microwave, that stack of damp paper towels in the pan, put a lid on it, and kind of steam them that way. What quickly. if, see, the thing is, I, I do that and I do like 10 at a time, and then by the time someone's eating the 10th, it's cold again. Like, is the cast iron skillet better if you're doing kind of one offs or a couple at a time? Yeah, I mean, I think you should do them in batches, like okay. you're saying. Like, right. however many you, you know, think the first serving is going to be for everybody. For the vultures. Yeah. <laughs> Money is one of the last great taboos, something we all need but rarely dare to discuss. Until now. Open Account, a series of interviews created by Su Chin Pak and Umqua Bank, explores our collective, uncomfortable silence around money. Honest, emotional, and sometimes comical, Open Account goes deep into the most rewarding, challenging, and paradoxical aspects of the number one leading stressor in America, money. Open Account is available now on iTunes. Okay, so fillings. Well, sky's the limit here. There are the basics that, you know, any, everyone thinks of, like ground beef, ground pork, sliced steak, pulled pork, shredded chicken. And all of those are great because, you know, they're really nice ways to, like, use up leftovers mm-hmm. or odds and ends or, you know, one leg that's left over from a rotisserie chicken or anything. You can kind of mix all those things together, too. I mean, obviously, fish tacos are great, and you can do that kind of like breaded and more like fried fish, or you can just do, you know, plain broiled fish or something like that. Shrimp. I mean, anything you can think of, practically, Mm -hmm. you can put in a taco. And I really think that people shouldn't neglect vegetables either. There As kind of the main filling, Yeah, there you mean? doesn't have to be meat protein in every taco. Um, mushrooms are great. Squash, hmm. sweet potatoes, stewed peppers, corn, beans, all of those things are great and not just as kind of side acts. Right in the in the tacos, right? And you know you can you can saute things with like a little smoky paprika or or cumin for like a little bit more subtle taco seasoning, or you know, or just salt and pepper. Well, I tried one time, which was a fail. I did. I got my old El Paso taco box, <laughs> and I thought I'm going to be a little healthier tonight for the kids. And I did like a, a ground. I think it was tur- turkey. turkey. Actually, I think it was chicken. And I, it just wasn't it wasn't fatty enough, right? Oh, yeah, terrible. But then I took that taco seasoning and I just like piled it on. But it doesn't absorb it, I don't think, because yeah. it's got nothing to. It's no, got no sponge. To There's hold no it sponge. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was it was. I mean, they ate it, but I was like, this is this is terrible. So I think you kind of just go old school with the with the fat. You need fat for that taco seasoning. Yeah, I mean, I think you know this. If you want to do chicken. It's better to do like something that's a little stewier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a great way, actually, if you're doing kind of meal planning. It's one way to use, like, if you make a big 
slow cooker pot of like shredded chicken or shredded pork or shredded beef at the beginning of the week. And maybe you have it over rice one night or with a side of potatoes or something like that. And then you can repurpose the leftovers later in the week uh, as a taco filling. But you do want that kind of, you want a little softness, succulence. Yeah. And I think too, you should just, if, if, if you've got kind of a lame meat, say you have like a leftover leg from a roasted mm-hmm. chicken, you're not and chop I, it up. No, don't like the ground it though. That's what I'm saying. Right, just kind of like yeah. chop it up, you know, whatever. But then I would just make sure the the other fillings are really interesting. Yeah, or, to or make up you for have the a lameness. creamy element that can kind of bind yeah. it together somehow. Yeah. Should we go from so yeah? What what else? So we have the tortilla. Yeah. And like the main filling, and then. Um, well, you always want something to kind of sprinkle in there with the the main yes. main event. Yes. So that could be cheese, you know. It could be. It could it, be. It, it must be it in must. your world. <laughs> <laughs> I know that tacos are served without cheese. I know that that happens. But, <laughs> but why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> so in addition to yeah. cheese. So, yeah, you, know, you could do, you know, classic Monterey Jack shredded or queso fresco, kind of like crumbly Mm -hmm. cheese or sliced avocado. Obviously, I mean, that has that creamy element too. Sesame seeds you can kind of sprinkle on a little bit. Sometimes those are a nice little crunch. I love sliced radishes. Delicious. Really thinly sliced. You get that like peppery bite. And then, you know, maybe a little, if, if you're not a cilantro hater, you can put some cilantro on there. And some tomatoes, maybe. That was always something that we had on our team. We always yeah. had chopped tomatoes. But I feel like, you always. know, there's a, there's a fine line there. Like, you could have one or two little pieces, but you don't want it to get soggy. No, I yeah. agree. I was not into it. Um, and then, you know, I'd rather save the, the liquid for, like, a saucier type thing. Uh, absolutely. With a little spice or yeah. something. And so, sauce-wise, obviously... There's all kinds of salsas. Um, you can have a really nice, like green salsa, tomatillo and mm-hmm. cilantro, and things like that. A like fiery red chili salsa, and you can kind of play around. You can try making some. There are obviously so many that you can buy. Lime juice. I think you have to have a little bit of you have such, to. citrus on there. Guacamole. Mm. Uh, I like a little sour cream mixed with just like a spoonful of adobo sauce, like the chipotle. Oh, yeah. So you're just kind of tinting the sour cream Can I ask a question a about bit? adobo sauce? Uh, sure. You know how you get it in the little cans? Cans, yeah. So what do you, can you just like... Take so you the need, peppers out and yeah, like yeah. can you store that? I mean, I feel like when you're in the can, you're you're out of luck as soon as you open the can up. Do you just kind of like transport it into like yeah, a little I like, like separate it or into okay. yeah, and I or I keep like some leftover small glass jars from jelly jars or things like that. I don't keep them all, but I'll keep a few of them on hand for things like that, okay. where I can just like spoon out peppers into the jar and keep it like on the condiment yeah it, shelf it feels like a waste yeah. other okay okay good i mean okay. if you're not using them all at the same time right and that a little of that goes a long way i mean the peppers are really usually pretty hot so you don't want to like be loading that into your taco it would be too much and you know or or plain old hot sauce i usually do a combination of salsa and hot sauce mm-hmm. which is delicious okay so we've got all the all the options. Everybody can pick and choose what they want, which is great. Everybody's super happy. <laughs> do you need to do any sides with you with your tacos? I mean, I always panic that there's never enough food, but that you know, I've talked to you about that. I have an well, issue. Well, I mean, I think if you have enough tacos, right, 
You should I be mean, fine. You you should be fine. But it just depends on, you know, if you just want it to be a taco bonanza. Right. Or you want to do more of like a traditional dinner. Right. Or you want to serve Spanish rice. Like my yeah, mom. like your mom. <laughs> Stew from like a rice aroni box. Okay. But if you're not going to do Spanish rice... What other kinds of rice or what other things would you serve with a taco if you're not doing a bonanza? So I think in terms of vegetables, a classic thing would be kind of a cabbage slaw Mm -hmm. um, with either a a tart dressing or a creamy dressing, um, which you could make with a little bit of that, that same sour cream and adobo sauce. You could cut that with a little lemon juice and toss that with the cabbage slaw and some salt and pepper and you've pretty much got something right there. So that can do double duty. You can make a really crunchy salad with like sliced apple and do you know you know jicama? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that in the store? So that has that same kind of texture as apple which is kind of nice and it it, it, similar to like what I was saying about radish it's just this really nice textural cool contrast to the richness of the tacos. Mm -hmm. So we want to end this segment with something that we did a couple times and then just frankly dropped for a while. But we think it's pretty useful. And that is our safe space segment. You know, here at Things Cooks Know, no question is too dumb to ask. You can ask (laughs) us anything. And so we want to answer some questions that Uh, Real Simple listeners and fans and podcast listeners have asked us. And this question, safe space question, comes from Carmen Velez. And she asks, does it matter what kind of salt I use? Such a good question. Yeah. I mean, and the short answer is yes. Um, And there are actually, there are so many kinds of salt. I could, we could go on and on about this. We should do a whole podcast on salt. Yeah, we should. You know, I would love it. We should get a guest in here to talk to us about it, too, because I feel like I could be educated. Yeah, a salt wonk. But, I mean, I think Carmen's probably talking about three or four main salts that she's coming into contact with in her kitchen life. The first being what we all think of as table salt, which is what you're going to find in the salt shaker at the diner or, you know, on most tables. And that's usually iodized pretty fine crystals, your basic straight-up table salt. That's kind of all-purpose. You're not doing anything fancy with that. The next thing, the next kind would be kosher salt. And that is good for all kinds of cooking. And it it has larger kernels or flakes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice for seasoning because you can actually see how much you're putting on. And it dissolves really fast. So chefs, this is one that chefs really like. Most of our recipes call for kosher salt. And that's what I keep in the little, like, I actually keep it in a little bowl by my stove. So it's, I can just go in and grab a pinch like that. Another thing that you might have in your rotation is sea salt, like crystalline sea salt. And that you can get either fine or coarse. That's going to have a little bit more aggressive, like a briny flavor. So you would add that when you want to kind of add a, a burst of flavor okay. um, or to to bring out that the brininess and, or texture because you can get the larger crystals. That's a way where if you just want a little a salty crunch, like on top of something. So you do that at the after you're cooking something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. more like a finishing. Okay. And then the flaked sea salt is what it sounds like. It's sea salt, but it's in flakes rather than crystals. And again, it has that brinier flavor. 
and it just looks beautiful. I mean, I think this is one that people just like the way it looks. It's often used to finish desserts, Mm -hmm. like when you want that sweet and salty. Salted caramel. Yes, exactly. That is often flaked sea salt. And the most popular brand is Malden. Oh, the best. Um, It's the best. So, you you know, you'll see that on menus, like Malden caramels and things like that. Mm -hmm. So so that's pretty much the breakdown. All right. Well, I hope that helps Carmen with her salt problem. Um, It helped me. And thank you so much for joining us today for Things Cooks Know. We'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on iTunes. And if you leave us comments there, we'd love to read them too. For a million more great cooking tips and tricks, you can head to realsimple.com. And if you have topics or safe space questions you'd like us to answer next time, tweet them to us at Sarah P. Humphreys or at SQ Karn. We'll be back next week. <laughs>